Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to The Untamed Life with Christine Jewell. Y'all, if you guys are here and you're watching me on video, I got some new artwork. I've got some beautiful new artwork uh, posted behind me. So if you guys haven't checked out the YouTube channel yet, uh, Christine Jewell, make sure you get over there and check it out. I have videos every week that come down, uh, drop. So if you want to, if you prefer, you're more of a video person, you can listen to this or watch it on video. But um I am sharing that because today we're talking about belief systems. We're talking, we're on the heels of our values conversation the last few weeks, on the heels of getting into more integrity, more alignment, which is a huge body of work that I do always is ongoing with all of my clients. Specifically, we're going to be talking about, you know, how your belief systems, how our belief systems, my belief systems evolve, they shape, they're malleable, right? And I want to talk about the, the concept of how do we begin to get more in integrity when our belief systems don't match the life that we desire, the life that we know we're created for, when our beliefs don't match our values, right? And we are thinking one thing, and we're acting a completely different way. How do we start getting things harmonized, syncing up? And so some people believe that, nope, this is just who I am. This is how I am. This is how I'm made. And this is how it's going to be. And I'm here to call BS on that. That is, abs I mean, you can be stuck like that if you want. That would be considered a fixed mindset. Uh, but really, if you're listening to this podcast, you're here to grow. You're here because you want to evolve. You want to go deeper. And you know, the road is not always easy. I'm just going to put that up there. It's, it's, simple. A lot of this is really simple stuff. It's not always easy. In fact, it's really challenging a lot of the time. But um, so yes, we're going to jump into that. And I want to share this beautiful painting for those of you who are watching on video because it's so gorgeous. I have to just call it out because the first time it's appearing on video. And this, vi this painting is a perfect reflection of today's conversation because so many years of my life, hello, I'm level 47 right now. I did not see myself as someone who was really like an artist in many ways. I knew that I was creative and I speak and I teach and I create things for work. I, so much of my creative juice has, has been, you know, gone through my work, right? Through the work I was doing. But I never saw myself as someone who sang or danced or painted or did music or any of this kind of stuff. Cause I was like, no, I just, I'm, I'm an athlete. You know, I'm a performer. I'm an athlete different. And I'm sharing this with you because as I've gotten my life more and more into alignment, more and more back to the authentic, you know, the, the unique, authentic woman that God created me to be, the more I rest instead of strive. And I rest in the knowing like where he's leading me, what I'm called to do next. Like when I get my values more in alignment, 
more creativity begins to flow into my life, more desire to create beautiful things, to experience beautiful moments, not from an energy of like, oh, I need to get as much in in my life as possible. But there's just this genuine like flow of life force, right? That is creative life force, creation. Life force is creation and it's finest, right? And I'm seeing this across the board, whether it's men or women, definitely with the women. Uh, and a little bit of a difference between the masculine and the feminine is the feminine's desire to create whatever the beautiful things are, you know, whether it's floral arrangement, delicious foods, learning how to be a beautiful chef, like paint amazing photos like or pictures. This is a beautiful painting that represents the layers of depth that I am, um, you know, have been discovering in this woman that God created. And it's so fun. It's like a rich, beautiful life that has many colors. It's the ability to hold space for all of these different experiences and emotions and, and, uh, gifts and talents and, and just be in the play of it all. And I'm seeing people, you know, that are going through this process, like excited about things that they never even knew they were excited about discovering gifts that they never even knew that they had beginning to really step up and have talents or gifting that again, they didn't, weren't really aware of, right? Like I just finished writing this book. I just got the final copy back from my editor today. So gosh, I know I keep talking about it. you guys are like, is there ever going to be a book out? Yes. Uh, it's been a process. So I finally got it back for the final read through, but the fact that I even sat down and wrote that, right? Like I never considered myself a writer. I was like, I'm a speaker. I talk. That's what I do. Now I've been painting. I've been dancing. I've recorded professional songs, you know, in a recording studio. Uh, it's interesting that we, we just expand in our range and all of these old belief systems was like, I'm not a writer. I'm not an artist. I'm not good at this. Uh, that's other people, right? It was so narrow. And, and the reason why I wanted to share that obviously is to invite you to begin to stretch your thinking beyond what, who you think you are, what you think you're capable of, what you think is right or wrong, or what's, you know, what talents you have, what abilities, like everything that you think is an operating system. It was planted there, right? And it is going to be, hopefully if you evolve, it's got to evolve too, because if your spirit evolves and your soul evolves and your thinking doesn't change, your life does not change. Your life does not grow. Your life does not reflect the internal, the internal evolution that's happening. And that's when that turmoil ensues. So, and, and I want to say the masculine version of this, you know, I do see men really relaxing as well as they're going to this work, beginning to enjoy their life more and really beginning to build, build things in their life, in their businesses, you know, build the masculine is really a builder. You're also a creator. It looks a little bit different, but the desire to build comes from a different place. The effort and the striving and the stress required to build is completely different. You know, there's a heart, uh, centeredness and it's, it's more of, it's, it's just a different space. It's a different feeling. It's a different experience. So I just want to encourage you that if you have, you know, you've been doing this inner work and you are following along and you're tracking with me and you're, you're saying, okay, I'm getting challenged by, I'm getting challenged in my values. I'm getting challenged in my identity. I got to chat today. You're getting challenged in your belief systems. That's good. That's good. <laughs> because there will be more health. There will be more vitality. There will be more life. There will be more blessing. There will be more peace in your path. And I'm saying this because I'm literally holding up the book of Proverbs. I've been doing a deep study into the book of Proverbs, which is so rich. 
of wisdom. Y'all, if you haven't gotten in there, read it multiple times, read it with your heart, read it with your spirit, like read it in the, in the quiet, quiet moments. Um, it's so rich. Okay. Let's backtrack for a minute. So last couple episodes, I've been talking a lot about, you know, coming into the joy of missing out because we're getting clearer and clearer on what we want, right? We've, uh, and, and when I talk about coming into alignment, that's that space, you know, when you think about a car that's driving and we're heading in one direction, number one, we know that the direction we're headed in is the right one. A lot of us feel incredibly out of alignment because we're trying to drive forward, but we're so focused in the back, right? We're looking at the rear view mirror. We're driving with our brakes on. We're constantly stressed about what's behind us. We're talking about what's behind us. We're spending all of our energy really backward focused rather than consciously looking forward, keeping our gaze on the North star where God is leading us right? The, the path he's chosen for us right here, right now, the calling in front of you. And like, instead of focusing on forward motion and going, is this the right path that I'm on? Right. And, and tuning into what that gets to feel like we're so focused on what we're afraid to not go back to. And I just want to say that you will not experience the level of alignment and fluidness in forward motion to wherever God's taking you. If you are focused, 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 on looking backwards at what happened, at what you're afraid to repeat, at like every, what everyone did to you, what you you know, all of that. We're not going that way. We're going forward. That's why you hear it all the time. The windshield is way bigger than the rear view mirror. And the one question I consistently ask almost every single client on every single coaching call, when I start asking them questions and they revert because our brain loves to do that. Our brain loves to revert back <laughs> into where we've been or what we don't like or whatever is what are you consciously creating? Where is God calling you now? What is he doing now? Where are you going now? Right? Look forward. The other thing that happens when we feel this misalignment or this friction is when our thoughts we're going in one direction. First of all, hey, am I going the right way? Right? That's a good one to ask. Am I going in the in the right direction right now? It might be the right thing, the wrong time, right? So just you got to tune into that. That's a whole different episode. The second thing is when we are moving and we are like, okay, I'm here to create this, whether it's a successful business, a successful marriage, you know, a reconciliation where our marriage went sideways, whether it's a better parenting with our children, a better relationship with our children, whether it's more vitality and health. Then the question is, are my thoughts, are my words, are my actions, my emotions all in integrity, in alignment, meaning they're also all going in the same direction. Again, chaos, internal chaos and external chaos, because our outer world is always a reflection of our inner world. Chaos ensues when our thoughts are doing one thing, our actions are doing another, our emotions are doing something else, you know. And our words are speaking something and we're, so we're thinking we want to be loving, but we're really speaking more tension into the atmosphere, right? We're speaking blame into the atmosphere. We don't even maybe realize we're doing it. We want to be open, but we we're our body language is closed and our actions are shutting people down instead of creating safety. Like we are out of integrity. <laughs> we're, we're like in friction. It's like everything is competing with everything else instead of actually everything working together in flow, in harmony. So the question I have is, are my thoughts, my operating system, which I'm unpacking here, you know, is that are my beliefs right now congruent 
with my words, with my, with my actions, with my emotions, right? With, with everything so that I can begin to feel more peace in the process, more fluidness and less roadblocks all the time. And again, I sound like a broken record with this because I say it often. And I think this is one of those things we can't say enough. It's just really checking in. It's a constant thing. So if you haven't listened to the last few podcasts that I did on values, definitely go back because I want to reiterate that when your values, when your thoughts, your actions, your words, you know, your emotions are congruent with your values, your operating system is congruent with your values. You'll, you're, you're winning. Like it's yes, there will be blessing in your life. There will be prosperity. Your journey will go well. I did a great masterclass on this a while ago. If you missed it, maybe we can drop the link to the replay below. You can catch the replay on the prosperity masterclass where I really talked about what it means to walk in prosperity. But see when we're, when our values are out of whack or, and, or our operating systems out of whack, we do not walk in the blessing. We walk in strife. We walk in tension. We walk in contraction, right? So if you haven't listened to that podcast on values, go back. Cause really like we got to establish, like have the values evolved with you. Cause as you grow, like I said, as you do the work, as you have more life experiences, you will notice that your values will begin to be upgraded, will be challenged. You know, when I was 20, my, my value for success, my value for growth, I still had a value for growth, but I would have defined it very, very differently than I do today. If I was still running by that old value system, I would be saying yes to a lot of the things that today my soul is a hard no for, right? My old value system around health was, was, was different. It matched the level of consciousness I was at at the time. It was a lot of push, a lot of no pain, no gain, a lot of just like grind it out, go through it, like hit the gym, no matter what today, my value system around health is more rooted in longevity, right? In life force, in feeling good and healthy, rested in my body. So when I, when I say that my values have upgraded, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm constantly in the practice of redefining, upgrading, reestablishing. What do the values actually look like? What do they mean? Prioritizing them. Go back to the previous episode. Once you get those values there, though, you got to start to challenge. Do I have the belief systems, the operating systems that match those values? Okay. Because turmoil, the inner civil war, chaos ensues when our internal operating systems, our beliefs do not match our current definition, our current definition, it might be totally unconscious yet because you haven't identified it of what makes you happy, right? In our turmoil ensues when what you think is supposed to be making you happy, whatever your version of happy is ain't happening, right? So whether your version of happy is successful, connected, healthy, like, you know, wealthy, whatever that is, your brain has an idea of what happy for you is supposed to look like. And when your world is not a reflection of that, you like, we don't like it, right? Like we just start having a lot of sadness, depression, anxiety, all of the things. So I think that's really important. Like, I don't think I know it's, it's essential that if we're feeling the friction and we're struggling with anxiety and we are having friction in our relationships, like we have to stop and pay attention and really not, not, um, kid with ourselves and get delusional and be like, no, I've done the work. It's everybody else. 
Like if you're still thinking, well, it's everybody else. It's my ex-wife. It's my ex-husband. It's my partner. It's my business people. It's my, you know, my therapist, my coach, my counselor, my, um, my parents, it's everybody else except for you. And that's why your life is miserable. Maybe just maybe you might want to consider that the common denominator is you. Okay. And maybe you have some internal upgrading to do in your operating system that is running. You might have be trying to get like a brand new phone, but you're trying to run it on really old software and it's glitching all the time. So I want to unpack five things about belief systems. Number one, your belief system. So when I say belief systems, this is like the, the complex, um, super highway of all of the thoughts right? The operating systems that we have, all of the rules we have around like how life is supposed to look, how other people are supposed to look, how we're supposed to behave, what it means to be this, what it means to be successful. Like everything that you think the mental realm is, is, is your belief systems, right? And we have adopted them. We have integrated them into our life and we keep playing them out. So number one, the number one thing I want to share with you, I'm going to share five things and then I'm going to give you some suggestions where you can get to work on these, uh, upgrading your belief systems. Number one is every single belief system you have, every single operating system you have is learned has been put in there. Okay. You weren't born with it. <clears throat> now there are some collective and generational wounds and patterns that get passed on for sure. And we just play them out in our families of origin. And if we don't deal with those and we don't break those agreements, we just keep passing the baton on to our kids, right? We just keep passing on the same operating system, the broken way of thinking that our parents had broke thinking, right? Broke psychology around relationships or what it means to have a healthy marriage. Like we just, if we don't deal with that, we just receive it we take it on, we observe it, we experience it. We see our parents go through this thing and then we just go, Oh, cool. Like, so we learned it. We experienced it. So number one is your belief systems are learned. They are not your identity. I am not my thoughts. I am not my belief systems. Okay. But they are learned through experiences, right? great experiences and horrible experiences, right? Learn through traumatic experience and also through extraordinary, beautiful experiences. Your experiences shape your internal view of the world. We all have an internal universe, an internal world that we are really like, we believe that's how the whole world works, right? Until we realize that, oh, we are actually not the center of the universe, right? Um, but we learn it through experience. We learn it through conditioning, repetition, conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. You hear things through society, right? Through the movies you watch, through the TV shows you watched. Back when I was a kid, you know, it was like regular old school TV, you know, at night, sitcoms, whatever. I don't watch TV anymore. It's been years since we actually had a TV in our home. But through any portal that you entertain, through music, through parental guidance, instruction, direction, whether it was great direction or miss crazy misdirection, whether it was intentional or unintentional, we are receiving money. Doesn't grow on trees. You're lazy. If you sit around, you should be doing this. Don't dress like that. Don't talk this way. You, you know, like put on this performance for people, uh, so that they think X about our family. Just, you know, put on a smiley face. Don't be sad. Like, you know, I'll give you something to cry about like all this stuff. 
it came through societal, parental, institutional, religious programming. It's all programming, (laughs) right? It's all programming. And the question is, did we adopt programming through our experiences, through our conditioning, through our society, through the environment that we grew in? Gabor Mate is an awesome, awesome, um, uh, psychologist, I think psychiatrist, he's written so many great books around just the shaping of the identity. And he, um, you know, talks about this a lot about our environment and how critical it was in shaping our belief systems. And so, you know, depending on where you grew up and the time of life that you grew up, like if you grew up in Russia or I grew up in just outside of Rome, Italy and near the Pope's summer residence, like I had a very different you know, first couple years on somebody who grew up on a farm, like my husband, right? That's somebody who grew up in a communist country. Like we all have a different frame of reference. So it's really important to get that, right? Like I had one version. The second thing is that we've already discussed belief systems, operating systems are malleable, right? Malleable, which means that they, we can adopt them. We do adopt them. They shift, they change. Um, And that's why it's called programming. That's why it's called propaganda. Because, you know, if you think about how much money the advertising industry, you know, uh, the advertising industry has put into every single word that they use, right? Every single color that they select, every single piece of language, it's... um, it's so important because it's all programming. It's designed to create, to evoke a thought, an emotion, a feeling, a belief system, right? So interesting, right? When we think about it, it's all programming. Is the program bringing life? And it's malleable. We know this because we can have a great view of the world. And then all of a sudden we have a really painful experience, right? Somebody comes in, shatters our heart, uh, betrays us, steals money from us, whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, the entire reality shifts. The program changes. It's like, whoop, new game now. Can't trust anyone, right? Likewise, the other way can happen as we grow, as we begin to challenge our belief systems, as we receive healing, as we go through forgiveness and acceptance and releasing the past. And we grow and we get around different people who show us different ways of thinking. We get around other cultures. That's why it's so important to travel, to see the world, to see the way other people live. We, it stretches our neural pathways. It, it, not, it doesn't physically stretch them, but it creates new neural pathways. New, neuroplasticity is that exact comp concept that we can establish those new super highways. If we're always used to thinking one way and running the same operating system, it's like the default highway. It's always just it's a path of least resistance. It's like the default program. It seems so natural to us. We think like, why isn't everybody else think like this? Like everybody else is dumb. No, you know, it's just that they have a totally different learned experience. They have different operating system running. They have different software running. And so when we begin to grow 
And we begin to stretch ourselves and we begin to expose ourselves to different perspectives, hopefully ones that are more life-giving, more resonant to truth or what I believe is God's word, God's heart, God, you know, the presence and essence of God that he created us, less of the distorted world programming, right, that has us hustling and chasing and just trying to suck the life force from us. The more we get exposed to that, we realize, oh, we get these new highways that start running, these new operating systems. And this is why recently on one of my coaching calls in one of my groups, I did ask the group to, to take an inventory of all the things that they believe today and fact that they know to be true that even two years ago or three years ago, they had like, there was no way they didn't believe it. Like they had a totally different version around it. And it's crazy when we actually look back at just how much our thinking changes. So neuroplasticity, the ability to create new memories, the ability to create new thinking, the ability to create new neural pathways, you know, it's real, you know, and we can renew our thoughts. That's why I love that. I love that, you know, and I, and again, I'm, I geek out on science and I geek out on like neuroscience and, you know, books on biohacking and uh, the brain. And I love to study that. And what I love is that when I go back into the word of God and I listen to the orig original teaching, um, you know, the, the original teachings of Jesus of, of like always being in the renewing of our mind, you know, the original teachings of the word always being in the renewing and the transforming of our mind, being in the world, but not of the world. You know, it's, it's crazy because it just affirms, it, it, it's like the original truth, right? And science is just affirming all those, all those truths that we already were told. But now we have science to prove it. So of course, it's, you know, people, again, science becomes a truth and be all and end all for people. But we also know that science always changes. So, um, so just to, to go back, you know, neuroplasticity is the ability for the brain to form and recognize those new synaptic connections, right? Um, and, and especially when we're learning something new, we're having a new experience, right? Which is awesome, right? So are you having new experience? Are you learning new things? Are you being stretched? The third thing is that their information right? So thoughts, these programs, they're just information. I want you to imagine that there's just like data rolling on a screen. One of the things that I always tell my clients is that like these belief systems are just information and energy. And a lot of them are seeds planted by the enemy that it was information that was given a lot of energy, fed a lot of emotion to over time. So when, when we give any piece of information, like you're dumb, a lot of energy, meaning a lot of focus, a lot of attention, a lot of talking about it, right? A lot of entertaining other people talking about it. Oh, you're the, you're, you're, you're not the smart one. Your sister's the smart one. Oh, you have this fault. Oh, there's something wrong with you. You have this, you know, you've been labeled with this, whatever, learning disability, ADHD, whatever. And we have all of these things, these labels, these information, and we give it a lot of attention. We give it a lot of focus. We give it and we speak it into existence over and over again. That's what strengthens that belief system. Be careful what you speak into the air, because every time you speak with things, you are making an agreement again. You're reconfirming, you're strengthening the information. Anytime you get riled up about it, you give it your energy, you are strengthening that operating system. So the question is, if you are running an old default operating system that you know <laughs> is not consistent with your values, again, you might be thinking like, 
I have a value for health and vitality and energy. And yet I have this old operating system from my youth that says, you know, it's selfish to take time to exercise. You need to be working from the minute you get up to the minute you go to bed or else you're lazy. People who work out are selfish. People who actually take the time to go to the gym are self-centered. Okay. I used to hear that all the time, by the way, when I had the facility, people would feel so guilty for like actually coming to work out. And yet they had this value of being healthy and having vitality. And, and it was, it was a challenge because they had to get their belief system to actually support the value, right. In order for them to have peace about the process. And so their belief system needed to get upgraded. Right. So this information we give energy to here's number four, belief systems must be transformed. They must be transformed. Number one, they're learned. Number two, they're malleable, right? Number three, they're just information that we give a lot of energy to. Okay. So they must be transformed, especially, especially if you are someone who is waking up <laughs> in your spirit, you are no longer blind and deaf, like walking in the ways of the world. You're having your spiritual wake up call. You've had your, you know, you've had that moment of like, giving your life over to God to saying, you know what, there's more than just a superficial game that we're playing. Like I want to be renewed from the inside out. You start to see the world completely different. Right. And so when we, when we need to transform, we need to transform our belief systems. That means a death of the old. You hear this all the time. Your new life is going to cost you your old life. Your new life is also going to cost you all your old belief systems that are inconsistent with your new life. You can't have the new life and also have these old belief systems. So, you know, that's, that's the challenge, right? So either we have to upgrade the belief systems and, or we have to upgrade the action or change the action, right? So, um, the ways that we do this is we do it with curiosity. We do it with coming back to truth, like real truth. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We do it with love, with compassion, with grace. You don't force your way into a new operating system. You don't beat your head against a wall. You don't try to talk yourself into one. You don't do it through logic. Okay. You do it through experience through embodiment, through having a new experience, right? To being held in a safe container where people are maybe teaching or coaching or role modeling a different way of living and you are receptive. You have to be receptive. You've got to be open. You've got to be willing, right? And so this is what I love is like so many of the time we're trying to teach someone else, right? Our kids, our um, students, whatever. And it's all logic. We're just talking at them. But there, it's like, to really embody the shift, we have to bring them into an experience, an embodied new reality, or give them a reason that opens them up, right? That there's maybe this like awesome role model or someone that they really look up to that's like, I want to be more like that. I want to think like them. What do, what do they think? How do they think? And there's that willingness, right? And that brings me into number five, which is where do we get the truth from, right? Where do we get the truth from. And I want to suggest a few things. Number one is we can look at evidence from our own life experiences. So for example, I was talking to someone the other day and was like, everybody leaves, right? All people eventually leave. And I was like, well, that's an interesting perception. And that's an interesting belief system. Is that actually true? Do you have any evidence that that's not true? 
right? Or do you have a lot of evidence? Well, that's been true in a lot of cases, but do you have any evidence anywhere in your life where actually people have been with you, have, have stuck with you or have stuck together through difficult times or whatever? You know, the belief system of like, I can't trust anyone. Well, okay, great. Is that true? Where did that come from? Right? Was there ever a time where you did trust and you could trust? And what was that like? Right. And we begin to challenge that. But, and we begin to remember, was there ever a time? Do you have any evidence to support the new belief system? Do you have any evidence currently or at any time in your life? Do you have any evidence from anywhere in your lifetime? Maybe when you were a kid that you can recall, right? Because a lot of this is bringing it up from the subconscious to the conscious mind. That's number one is what is the evidence, right? Do I have any evidence? The brain is wonderful for looking for all the evidence that everything is screw up. Everything is not working. This person is a, you know, A, B, C, D, E, like it, it, it's crazy how much the brain, you know, like we are conditioned, <laughs> right. To look for what's wrong, especially when we're in survival mode, you have to do conscious recall of evidence. Um, and this is something that I talk about a lot inside of my coaching programs. So if you guys are interested in learning more about coaching and actually going through the process of getting support in these upgrading of your belief systems, click on the link below, connect with me, apply to work together. I'll put you in the right container. Um, the second place is role modeling. Like I said, so the first one is evidence. Do you have any evidence in your life at any moment in time of this new belief system that supports the new belief system that can be pretty strong? Like, cause we've actually had this experience. So we just need to recall it more often. We can visualize it. We can remember it. We can meditate on it. The second thing is we, we look for role models. We look at people that we respect those people that we look up to the people that we say, gosh, you know what? Like I really respect and honor that person the way they living their life, the way they speak, the way they carry themselves. What is it about their thinking that I can adopt? Right. And I love this because this is what I love about mentorship. I mentor a lot of people. I have a lot of mentors in my life. I not a lot. I have a handful of mentors and I have a tight circle of people that I really look to as models of, to me, the kingdom way, the character of a woman or a man of God that is also, you know, doing amazing work in the world, that is also having great relationships, like that is also like in the space in alignment with the values that I hold, especially in the areas where I've been challenged, right, to grow. So who are those people in your life that are really role modeling these beliefs? I always say like, if God's given someone else the blessing, you can also receive that blessing. You can say, I would love that same blessing. God, give me the thinking that they have and let me begin to adopt the thinking that they have. And when you feel your own inner, you know, challenge going on, that's the work, right? I want to say this one thing too, before I move on to the third one is like, a lot of us are still trying to please, trying to defend, trying to justify ourselves to people that we actually don't respect, that we actually wouldn't want their health. Like we're trying to explain to someone why we're working out, why it's important for us to take time to work out to someone who does not value health, who does not value their own health. Someone who is stressed out, burnt out, exhausted. Like we're trying to explain ourselves and, you know, dance around people's emotions around whatever joy and peace 
around people who are miserable. (laughs) And it's like, of course, they're not going to understand. What are you doing wasting your precious time energy trying to even please or defend or explain yourself? Let them be. Some people just want to be miserable. Some people just want to be closed off. Some people want to talk about things, but not actually execute on them. And so this is something I really want to challenge any of you who have found yourself to be people pleasers, or you're still feeling exasperated because you're trying to you know, you're, you're trying to shift into a new reality and you've got people around you that are pushing and challenging you on everything. And I'm going to say this, that if those people are not exemplifying the life, the life force, the joy, the peace, the connection with God, the ind- whatever that you desire, then what part of you is trying to win their approval for what? I really want to challenge you right now then maybe it's time to get some better role models, right? And if we're going to look to, to look for confirmation from someone, validation maybe gets to be the people who are already walking the walk and talking the talk, right? They're going to have a very different, uh, something different to offer you than judgment, okay? The last thing I want to say here is when we're looking for evidence. We're looking for the role models, the right confirmation that these new belief systems exist. We're looking for evidence in other people's lives. Like who are the people that are walking with ease, walking in the blessing, who are thriving in their relationships? Like who are the people that seem at ease even when there's chaos in the world? Like how, what do they have to teach me? I mean, that's what wisdom does, right? The last thing here is we renew our minds. We renew our operating systems by coming back to truth, capital T, getting quiet, listening to the still small voice. The voice in the world is very loud. It's very obnoxious. It's very noisy. It's very chaotic. And, you know, a lot of us are trying to find our own inner truth. Like it's my truth. Well, okay. But our truth shifts and changes based on our current circumstances and stuff like that. God's truth is eternal, right? Universal truth that God created and is God from the beginning of time is eternal. It has a different resonance to it. It sounds different. It lands different. It has a different level of structure and strength and potency and clarity, unlike anything you've ever experienced. So I want to really invite you that if you want to get and really get serious about upgrading your operating systems, at the end of the day, I ask myself, what is this system? What is this way of thinking founded in, founded on? right? Like who is the author? What is the author of this? Because a lot of the truths, little T's that we've learned, the author was our teacher or our dad or our mother or our ex-girlfriend or the TV channel or our favorite TV show. We had all these authors telling us who the truth was, but who is the ultimate author of truth. And for me, like that is God, that is Jesus, that is the word. And I'm going to tell you because I've studied world religions. I have read so many religious texts. I have been through, I have left the church completely for years, went completely opposite the other way, which is again, another topic for another day. I ran completely away from God into a whole bunch of other spiritual realities. And it's quite different. The voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit is different than just this voices of all these different spirits and uh, things running in the atmosphere. So if you want to get to know what is the truth, what is the life, what is love really, 
love, eternal love say, you got to get close to him. You got to spend time in intimacy with God. I, you know, there, there is the inner voice that's inside all of us, the still small voice. The Holy Spirit is alive in you, you know, but the thing is you got to pick up the word. And I'm going to say this because I know that there's a lot of resistance sometimes for people to pick up the Bible, to pick up the word of God and not read it as a book on your shelf for entertainment, but read it with the eyes of your spirit being open, read it with your heart. It will resonate completely differently. And if you don't know where to start, you know, I have been in this book of Proverbs and I've been really meditating on the benefits of operating from a place of wisdom and, uh, it's just so beautiful, the wisdom way versus the fool's way. And it really reinforces so many of the belief systems that I'm coming to integrity with. That's like, yes. And I'm able to speak it out loud, right? I am able to speak that truth powerfully into the atmosphere because it is also the written word of God. So my truth is founded on his truth, his word. And that is the powerful place. It's unshakable. The belief systems now are unshakable. There's certainty, there's steadfastness. It is solid. So you guys, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope that this resonated with you. We unpacked a lot of things. Um, really remember that your belief systems are here to be shaped, to be molded, to be transformed. I pray that you have a renewal of your mind as you come into more and more alignment, more integrity, more of the life that God has created you for. Bye for now. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.